Hello and welcome to the final show of Haunted House Month. Oh, and it's also Lyle's Mystery Theater with me, Lyle Perez. Today, I'm going to play a replacement show. The story I'm playing for you today is from the anthology series Beyond Midnight, and the story is titled The Room. When I originally made my list of shows for April, I had another show in mind instead of this one. That one was from Lights Out, but I remember that the end of it was really hard to listen to. Lights Out is notorious for having really bad quality shows. The content is great, don't get me wrong, but the audio quality is just terrible. So, The Room. I love this story. It's very simple and might sound similar to other shows like The Judge's House, but it has its own voice. The story is based on one from H.G. Wells entitled The Red Room. There is no original airing date for this one and I'm not sure why. It might be because Beyond Midnight isn't as well known as some of the other shows, maybe? It's a great way to finish Haunted House Month nonetheless. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Nine thirty. Do you like ice, Mister Todd? Uh, ice. Uh, thank you, Miss Watts. That's a bit. Mrs. Watts, Mister Todd. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. There. It gives me great pleasure to see a man drink whiskey, Mister Todd. My late husband was partial to it. Oh, well, lovely. Thank you, Miss... Uh, Mrs. Watts. Uh, do I look like a spinster? <laughs> no, uh, not at all, no. Well, you seem determined to make me one. I'm a widow. I have been one for 22 years. Cheers. It's lovely whiskey. Atlas whiskey. One of the first ever produced in Scotland. Not available in the general run of off licenses. Well, I'm honored. So, oh, this is nice. So long since I've been able to offer my whiskey. I've had that bottle for nearly a quarter of a century. Poor Alfred was the last to drink from it. He died the next day. Oh. Um, shall we discuss the matter in hand? Hmm. Rather. They began to discuss the matter in hand, and Ronald Todd, bachelor, aged 33 of Lansdowne Private Hotel, began his journey into the land that lies beyond midnight. Biotech, the new soak and pre-wash powder presents Beyond Midnight by Michael McKay. Just soak, just soak in biotech. Just soak, just soak in biotech. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. If you have wondered how to get your washing really stain-free, 
Understand this. Biotex removes the stains and dirt washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Stains, grass stains, tiresome collar and cup stains, ingrained dirt, soil and grime. Out they all come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Use it for cotton, silks, woolens, synthetics. Use it to make new again. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt, but washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Yes, it has a sort of, well, a strange, warm sort of glow. I've tasted many whiskey. You are a man of taste. I hope so, Mrs. Watt. hope so. Are you willing to spend the night in the other room, Mr. Todd? Uh, Mrs. Watts, can... Can I just get one or two things straight? Uh, it's haunted. <laughs> well, so they say. Uh, who say? So, so who said? People. And nobody's ever stayed there before for a night? Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, then... They stayed there. Three stayed there. Do you remember the sixth Duke of Wallingford? Or was that before your time, Mr. Todd? You're only a young man. The Duke of... Oh, yes. Yes, of course. He, uh, there was a scandal, wasn't there, that the family bribed some famous psychiatrist or something to signify that the Duke was perfectly sane. I remember. And he, uh, the Duke, was as mad as a hatter all the time. Quite as mad as a hatter. And he was as sane a man as one could ever wish to meet, once upon a time. That was before he spent a night in the yellow room. You mean he, uh, the Duke? The haunter and the haunted. Every man's history of ghosts and ghosting. Never beyond midnight. He wrote those books, Mr. Todd. The sixth Duke of Wallingford's passion was ghostly occurrences. He ate, drank, slept, and dressed of the spirit world, and life on other than earthly things. He was a ghost hunter. And he came here to you? He came for a soul to me, and stayed here in this house in the north wing in the yellow room. One night, six and a half hours, and by morning light, he was mad. There were one or two others through the earth. A certain Captain Blanchard of the Fourth Hussars. He was found in the spinney, ninety feet below. He had leapt through the window. Oh, help yourself to whiskey, Mr. Todd. There were others who stayed in the room but saw nothing, because, as I believe, they were not alone. It only happens, you see, to a person who is entirely alone. What, what is it that happened? Oh, my dear Mr. Todd, if I knew the answer to that question... I should not be offering £1,000 to any man who can provide me with an answer. I see. No one who has experienced the terror of the room has been exactly as they entered the night before when they've been discovered in the morning. Um, Mrs. Watts, I, I do not believe in spirits, disembodied souls, life after death. I don't believe in hauntings, the powers of darkness, or the presence of evil. Except a, a certain something we call evil that inhabits the minds of certain men. I'm unimpressed by the trappings of modern psychological research. I have no superstition in me, and I'm also an atheist. I wasn't always. I was brought up a Christian. Twenty years, more or less, of adult life have stolen my faith away. Today, I'm a completely uncommitted man, I'm afraid. You're afraid? <laughs> a figure of speech. I'm not afraid. 
I will spend the night in the yellow room. A thousand pounds, I'd spend a night anywhere. I see. One thing, though, if nothing happens, I'll have nothing to tell you, will I? In that case, you will receive 100 pounds just for your trouble. Not an unreasonable fee for eight hours sleep, Mr. Tarkin. No, but... But I warn you, if nothing happens, don't invent I shall know. And you will receive not a penny if you try to cheat me. I'm an honorable man, I think. Good. Well, having said... I it, wonder if you'd mind just telling me why you're so curious, Mrs. Watson. Why do you want to find... I'm an old woman. I've lived a long and very wonderful life. Chance would have been in my family for over 300 years. Soon I shall die. I wish to die without one regret. If I should be taken tomorrow, I would go to my grave a disappointed woman. I would not know what malevolence was present in the yellow room in Chartford's North Wing. Why haven't you gone to the room? Spent a night there yourself, then? I did not ask you to come here so that you could question me. You've come to earn, if you can, a thousand pounds. For that, you have a job to do. After that job, I shall question you. That is all. Would Sunday suit you? Yes, Sunday will suit me handsomely, thank you. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. I shall lock the door to the yellow room once you're inside and settled. It won't be opened again until 8 o'clock on Monday morning. That is a condition. It won't be opened no matter what might happen. <clears throat> All right. You're the one paying the money. Electricity that they've gone, you know. There's been more changes than the mere invention of electricity. Father Doyle, don't skulk in the doorway and don't look so disapproving. I'm not skulking. I'm still hoping to persuade Mr. Todd to change his mind. It's an unholy experiment you're indulging yourself in. Don't begin all that again, Father. He's free, though, for 21, isn't he? What on earth is there to harm him in here? Nothing on earth. Mr. Todd, I've come tonight as an old friend of this lady. The friend of her husband. She asked me to be present. I don't know why. Unless she wanted the church's sanction for what she plans to do. I don't plan to do anything. Stop being an old maid, Father. What neither of you seem to appreciate is the existence of evil. Oh, Papa, I've Papa, seen of course evil. I know, I know how it works. Oh, yes. Even in the 20th century. It was abroad at all times. Now, don't smile, Mr. Todd. I ask both of you, because I know the history of this place, to put a seal upon the door, to lock and bar this room. Father, you seem to forget. Mrs. Watts and I have an agreement, a wager, if you like, for this one night. I don't know quite why you're here. I don't object to you, but I'd rather you didn't persuade Mrs. Watts to put seals on the door just yet. Tomorrow, all right, but there's a small question of a thousand in cash first, and then you can do what the blazes you like. Well, shall we get on with it, Mrs. Watts? It's ten o'clock. 
And I promised myself a few chapters of Evelyn Waugh's Bride's Head Revisited before a comfortable night's sleep in what seems to be a splendid antique bed. And the sheets are aired and the pillows are soft as snow. At least you won't even have the comfort of a window to jump from. Hmm? Um, we had a bar, Mr. Todd. And anyway, it's far too high to reach. Well, that's all right, Mrs. Watts. I, I haven't come down here to look at the view, have I? Now, lady and gentlemen, if you don't mind, this is my room for tonight. And according to Mrs. Watts here, the ghost does not walk unless the watcher is on his, uh, pod. high-beamed, the paper, yellow in color, for this is the yellow room, is ancient. The design upon it is of some long-forgotten crest of some long-dead family. The shadows are deep. The light comes from seven candles set about the room, one close by the great brass and oak bed, another on the mantel, above the head of the man who sits reading a novel, a very fine novel by Evelyn Waugh. Behind the reading man's head is another candle, and near his right elbow on the top shelf of a teak bookcase are two more candles. The two remaining thin, brave lights in the darkness of the yellow room are on either side of the door. Absolute silence reigns. The silence of a tomb or of a great desert when daylight appears to have deserted the world forever. Silence. The kind of silence that seems to hammer iron pegs into the mind. Silence. And then the man turns a page and... <laughs> yawns. Bye-bye is time, I think. He smiles a smile of satisfaction, in a moment spending the thousand pounds on a multitude of wondrous things, and then, quite calmly, without any announcement, without any movement in the room, the candle directly behind Ronald Todd's head goes out. I feel like a new man. It's a lovely day today. I thought and I had flu. I took a grandpa headache powder, and I'm well better. When colds and flu are about, grandpa headache powders are what you need. Grandpa headache powders work fast because they dissolve almost immediately. Grandpa makes all those dreadful flu symptoms disappear quickly. So, whenever you're in pain, get fast relief. Get grandpa headache powder. Ah, grandpa. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. Stains, grass stains, collar and cuff stains, ingrain dirt, soil and grime. Out they come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. Biotech with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. 
Absolutely no rubbing, no color loss, no fabric wear. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt that washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Uh, thank you. Are you quite sure you aren't hungry? Hey, thank you. Anyway, I'd never sleep after just one mouthful of cheese. Well, for heaven's sake, Father Doyle, there's a kitchen full of food out there. I don't wish for one single bite to eat. All right? Fine, <laughs> <I> then. <clears throat> I think our friend upstairs should be told to go home now. After what he knows of the place, and believe it or not, he's no coward, and uh, well, he's been up there two hours already. He's not completed his bargain yet, Father. If he's going to be afraid, he'll have been afraid by this hour. Father, I am not paying Mr. Todd for being afraid or not being afraid. I'm paying him to sleep in the yellow room and find out what it is that's caused the death of four people and turned three more insane during the last... Four? Oh, you knew perfectly well. I knew nothing of the kind. The fellow who threw himself out of the window... What does it matter, Father Doyle, how many people have died in the past? They're all free citizens over 21 years of age. Father Doyle, where are you going? I think I'll go and see how Mr. Todd's fair. You'll do nothing of the kind. Come away from that door, Father. I don't know what it is you're doing, but I warn you. If something bad happens tonight, and there's any kind of inquiry... I shall be bound to say what I know, and to tell the authorities that knowing full well there's danger in the north wing of this house, you allowed a stranger to spend a night there. I am allowed to do whatever I choose in my own house. Only if it doesn't harm another person. In this house, I have all the freedom I wish, and I... You're not exercising freedom. It's license. Bribing that man with money. Oh, for pity's sake, there's nothing there to harm him. It was all in the imagination with every one of those people who stayed in the yellow room. All imagination. Then if it's all imagination, what can Mr. Todd tell you then? <laughs> what he imagined. I wonder what he's doing now. Do atheists sleep well? I suppose they must. No consciences. At least no religious consciences. I suppose Mr. Todd fast asleep. expression of slight surprise tinged with amusement suddenly vanished to be replaced with a frown of discomfort because queer very <coughs> as he reached the door to light the candle again the little light on the left side of the doorway went out now there were only four candles burning out of the original seven mm -hmm. huh? The yellow room in the glow of only four candles is a different kettle of fish altogether. Never a pleasant room, even in daylight. At night it is malevolent. Todd crosses now to relight the candle by the great bed. He does so, just as one of those he has made glow again by the door goes 
out. For pity's sake, draft all over the belly shop. What's wrong with this room? Just as he's coming to light the right-hand door candle again, the two candles on the teak bookshelf go out simultaneously. Well, the best thing I can do is forget the whole business and go to bed. The candle upon the mantel goes out, followed by the one on the bed, followed by the one on the right-hand side of the door, followed by the one... He's puzzled, yes, but not at all frightened. Intrigued, if anything, for a moment all seven candles glow again. <laughs> and he stops laughing as one, two, three, four, the candles around the reading chair, the mantle, go out one after another. He begins relighting them, and both candles by the door go out, and then the one by the bed. For a moment the room is lighted by only two candles. And then three. And then four. And then the first of the relighted ones goes out. Huh? And Ronald Todd realizes for the first time that there is more to this than meets the eye. That ruddy thing, you know, because something wet touched it. I heard it. Dark. All seven candles are out. <laughs> Suddenly, Ronald Todd doesn't like the dark. It can't be called fear when he's not afraid of anything. But where are the matches? Where are the blasted matches? That'll do. But that goes out, I'll just light it again. <laughs> Draft the old room. As he gathers the remaining matches together, there are only eleven left. <sighs> Beautiful, really. Candle alone in the room. It's like... <laughs> the little nightlight mom used to leave in my room when I was a kid. Because I was afraid. Oops. Angel brings a shine. A pure, clear light. I can I wonder what mom would have made of all this. All right. I'll play your game. There's somebody here, isn't there? Somehow someone's making these candles go out, aren't they? We're all right. Let's, let's leave it dark for a while. Deep, pitch, black, silent, strangely lonely. And then the silence and the darkness gets on Todd's nerves and he fumbles and lights a match. At least, oh, he tries to light. Ah, must be a dead match. 
spent match. Try another one. Oh, I'll try another one. to return to his chair. The chair's gone. It's the bloody chair! <laughs> well, all right, Mrs. Watts, you've won. This is silly, you've built a trick room, maze, mirrors or something. Come on, you. Ronnie Lass. <laughs> now, there's an ex-boy scout in that. Let's just get our bearings. And in the blackness, like a blind man, he walks. Ah, yes, it is all right now. Someone has taken his hand. Who's that? Who's this? Who are you? What? Who's this? L let go of my hand. Come on. Go? Who are you? I can't see. Go of my hand. Who are you? Like a little candle, brave little light. Like a little candle burning in the night. In the world of darkness, I am a child. Like a little candle, you admire. I say you're a nosy old devil. Say to your reverence, of course. You always were a nosy old devil. You just cloak your nose in a sinification to save souls. Oh, I wondered who it was at the door half past seven in the morning. Oh, there. All right. Shall you open the door now, Mrs. Watts? All right, Father Gerald. Morning, Mrs. Todd. Sleep well. Like some tea? Let me have those woman. Well, I mean, he might be standing there in his old cap. You in your small corner, and I in mine. Mm -hmm. All right, Mum. 
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit. <laughs> I was saying it right. Stop it. Leave me alone. Let go of me. Stop it. I hate saying my prayers. I, I hate saying it. I hate it. I hate it. Stop it. Mr. Ronald Todd was committed to a home for the hopelessly insane. Father Gerald Doyle visits him twice a week. The priest carries with him a feeling of guilt he can never be rid of. Mrs. Watts died last year without ever discovering the secret of the yellow room. What really took place that night, I have only been able to suggest. What remains is that Ronald Todd is mad and is likely to remain so. He is forever. Beyond Midnight. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. Just soak. Just soak in biotech. If you have wondered how to get your washing really stain-free, understand this. Biotex removes the stains and dirt washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Stains, grass stains, tiresome collar and cuff stains, ingrain dirt, soil and grime. Out they all come and you don't stir a finger. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Biotex with natural enzymes is the pre-wash powder with the most enzymes to give you extra pre-wash power. Absolutely no rubbing. No color loss, no fabric wear. Use it for cotton, silks, woolens, synthetics. Use it to make new again. Soaking in Biotex removes the stains and dirt, but washing won't. Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Beyond Midnight is presented every Friday night at half past nine by Biotex. The new soak and pre-wash powder. And welcome back. When I first started listening to old-time radio shows, I stumbled across this one. One thing that always stuck with me was the commercial. It got stuck in my head big time. I'd be either doing the laundry or doing some random thing, and I'd just yell out, Just soak. Just soak in Biotex. Great, it's going to get stuck in my head again. So that was an awesome story. Of course, if they made it in today's times, it would have to be way more than a grand. What do you guys think? 10 grand? 100 grand? I would probably do it for 150 bucks a night. And I'd sleep like a baby. I thought the candles going out on him was a nice and creepy touch to the story. But in the end, Mrs. Watts will never know exactly what goes on in that yellow room. Maybe she should just stop being chicken and stay the night herself instead of paying people to do it. I don't know. That's my opinion, though. 
So that's going to do it for this episode of Lyle's Mystery Theater. I hope you guys had fun. If you have any questions, comments, or want to suggest anything for a future show, go ahead and send those to thehalloweenpodcast at gmail.com. You could also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thehalloweenpodcast. We're also on Twitter at thehalloweenpod. If you'd like to support the show, you can do it a couple of different ways. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Those always help. If you listen to the shows but haven't subscribed, please make sure you do that. You could also go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thehalloweenpod. Any donations are welcomed and appreciated. So thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys really enjoyed Haunted House Month, even though I was minus one show. This week, we're going back to regular programming, so the Halloween podcast has a regular show, and Lyle's Mystery Theater is going to come out with some more awesome old-time radio shows. Not necessarily Haunted House related. So again, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you on Wednesday for the Halloween podcast. Have a good night.